where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God has hidden unlimited treasures in his word. Every time we open it, we can discover a new treasure or admire an old one. What will we find today? Let's dig in. Here's Carla Early with Treasure Hunt in the Word. As we've talked about for the past couple of days, there were so many times in the Gospels, the people, especially the disciples, marveled at Jesus, his miracles, his words. But did you know that Jesus marveled too? Twice this word is used to describe Jesus' reaction. So what would make Jesus marvel? The first place he marveled was in his own hometown of Nazareth. He taught in the synagogue, and the people marveled. In Mark 6 it says, And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty works there, except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit, teaching. Wow, Jesus marveled at their unbelief. They knew him. He'd grown up there. But to them, he was just Joseph and Mary's kid. They still didn't believe. This amazed Jesus. But it didn't stop him. He just went on to another town. Of course, we don't want Jesus marveling at our unbelief, So let's look at another example. The second time we find Jesus marveling is in Matthew 8 and Luke 7, as Jesus is entering Capernaum. Luke, as usual, gives us a little more detail. A certain centurion's servant, who was dear to him, was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. The centurion is a Roman soldier, a foreigner, part of those who were in control of the area. He could have just commanded Jesus to come to his house and heal his servant. But because of his dealings with the Jews, He had learned a lot. One thing is, they don't do well being commanded to do things. Another is that their law says they're not supposed to enter the home of a Gentile. He'd also learned about their God. And when he heard about Jesus going around healing people, he realized this was God. He had authority over demons and diseases. 
It says much of him that he would humble himself like this, getting people to beg Jesus for a favor for a servant. He must have loved this servant, and he must have been a good man for the Jewish elders to vouch for him, pleading and begging Jesus to do this. They said, for he loves our nation, has built us a synagogue. To them, though he was a Gentile, he was worthy of Jesus' attention. But he didn't think so. He knew he was a Gentile, thus unclean. He knew he was a sinner. But he had faith that Jesus could heal his servant on the brink of death, and he could do it remotely. The centurion understood the concept of authority, and he knew Jesus had it. All he needed to do was say one word. It's almost like this takes Jesus by surprise. Verse 9 says, When Jesus heard these things, he marveled and told the crowd, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. It's like he stepped back and said, Wow! So what makes Jesus marvel? When people have every reason to trust him and they don't, and also, when someone comes in humility and faith, he marvels when people grow up in the church and know who he is, yet reject him or have no desire to grow or work for him. And he marvels at those who have no background in Christianity and just hear about him once and come running into his arms. Does he marvel about anything in your life? For which reason? You can contact us at treasurehuntintheword at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to share a treasure God has given you by doing an episode, please contact us. You can listen to other episodes on our website, which you'll find in the description below. Thanks for listening, and remember, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Mm-hmm.